The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Trent talking tech. Good morning to you, Trent. How are you? Yeah, very well, Mitchell. So Apple's got its uh, big event where it may announce things Mm. like a new iPhone and Apple Watch that's coming up over the next couple of days, isn't it? It is indeed, uh, in the next 24 hours. Uh, in, in fact, uh, early tomorrow morning, you'll be hearing the potential for new phones, watches, and they reckon there'll be an update to the AirPods as well, a third generation. What people aren't expecting is uh, redesigned Macs or iPads at this point in time, and no release date at this point in time with the new Mac OS Monterey either. Uh, but, you know, in the period of time leading up to this, uh, they're also battling the fact that they've had to patch a vulnerability to some older versions of software. And we're being told that we need to update all our devices. Uh, all iPhones with iOS versions prior to 14.8, all Mac computers with operating systems prior to Big Sur, and all Apple Watches prior to Watch OS 7.6.2 are affected by this vulnerability. And it was uh, exploited by an Israeli surveillance firm. And apparently what it basically is, is, uh, you know, people can uh, take advantage of your device through a maliciously crafted PDF, which would allow uh, code to be executed on your device, which uh, could cause some issues. And so we're being suggested to uh, update our devices as soon as we can so that we can circumvent the potential for these uh, documents to spread the internet and, you know, become a factor in infecting your phone and causing issues. Just checking mine and uh, 14.7.1, that's my iPhone, so uh, I need to get mine up to date. But um, Mm. in terms of the PDF, I mean, it's just bizarre to me at least that um, code would come from a PDF of all places. You can execute certain functions within a PDF document. You know, um, it's surprising that you can do some things in PDF documents, but I I guess the portability factor is, you know, um, a desirable thing and and the fact that most people have got a a way of accessing these documents these days is a desirable thing to be able to share documents. And so, you know, hackers are always going to take advantage of, of, of any document type that gets freely shared around and can be executed on as many machines as possible without any particular versions of software being required. So, um, you know, I guess they've run with the the idea that the vulnerability, vulnerability can be executed on so many devices. Is there anything in particular that you're looking at apart from the security update, although they probably won't mention the security aspect too much at the Apple event. It's usually mm. look over here at these bright, shiny new products. But is there anything <laughs> you're looking for? Like, you know, better battery life or a better camera those usually seem to be the things that people want but um what do you think mean processing power um battery life is always good um battery life can also be delivered in software updates as well and uh they are rolling out the new version of their ios as well so hopefully that has a part to play in performance on some of the older devices uh and you know uh another thing i like to see these days given the amount of um people i've seen getting around with broken phones is is some durability built into it 
because, I mean, things, you know, things are pretty small at the moment. Um, casings have to be uh, pretty tight. And, you know, I see so many people break phones because they just don't have screen protectors and cases on the devices. So, you know, any way that you can harden these devices a little bit more of their own natural form uh, would be somewhat desirable. Absolutely. Well, I still think they've come a long way since the early days. I remember mm. the iPhone 4. Number one, the battery life, I think, on those older iPhones used to be pretty bad. Uh, but number two, I remember it had that glass back that would just shatter. Mm. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting times. And then, of course, the, the the really early versions of those iPhones had like a rounded plastic case on the back too. So that was a, a, a bit of a treat back then. <laughs> now, um, the High Court situation, this is concerning for anyone with a social mm. media page mm. because I believe that uh, the person who has the page can be liable for defamation actions uh, against them if the comments on the page are defamatory. So as one person pointed out to me, if someone posts on your page at two o'clock in the morning and you don't see it until 10 a.m., uh, you could be liable for that uh, defamation, which has actually led some people to ban comments on their pages. Yeah, there's every potential if someone wanted to take uh, an item further on a social media page that uh, it, it could end up going to the point where you are being, um, you know, held liable for something. This has come after a uh, a high court ruling in the case of um, Dylan Voller, uh, the guy who was subject to news stories about his situation at Dondale Youth Detention Centre. And um, the high court's basically upheld a ruling from a previous court uh, that said that the owner of a social media page can be held liable for defamatory comments made on its post and concluded that news companies encouraged and facilitated the publication of comments by third parties, even though, you know, the vast amount of comments that people make and that the, the hate speech that gets shared on social media platforms is the doing of individuals, which now means that, um, you know, a lot more organisations are actually spending time locking down news stories. If you happen to follow any of the ABC social media pages, uh, you wouldn't would have noticed this in uh, the last month or so. Uh, you know, if they get to a point where they can't moderate their own content, they just shut down the posts completely. And and that's kind of um, locking up the, the, the method of people being able to share thoughts and convey messages. But um, it's being done so that there's no fear of these outlets being targeted by uh, you know, um, court cases and, 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 you know, individuals, um, taking vendettas, uh, because of this ruling. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping some common sense can be seen and some sort of overruling could happen with this because, uh, you know, the, the nature of this, uh, decision, uh, really changes the game plan for, for a lot of social media pages and groups, uh, moving forward on, on Facebook specifically. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. And hopefully, maybe the government can pass some new legislation to really sort out defamation law because it's a bit all over the place and maybe hasn't kept pace mm. with social media and some of those new no. developments. No, a number of our laws really haven't sort of kept up with time and and the evolution of technology. And, and technology evolves so quickly. So, you know, some of these archaic rules really need some reviews. And a Ukrainian hacker has been busted. 
<laughs> yeah, not so smart guy. Uh, he was using br- botnets to uh, brute force people's passwords. And botnets are a combination of computer systems all linked together on the one function. Uh, but he made a little bit of a mistake. He was sharing all his uh, information, or at least keeping his information on email, on a Gmail account, but uh, apparently was using that Gmail account to also store receipts from vaping stores. So US authorities were able to put two and two together from where he was making his purchases, (laughs) track him down uh, and basically uh, send him back to his home country uh, thanks to the effort. He managed to get $80,000 out of his efforts before um, he ended up being caught by authorities. But not so smart. I'd say if you were doing that sort of thing, you might be uh, having more thoughts on where you store your information. I would have thought so. I'm probably not using Gmail, not that we want to give anyone ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Trent, thanks so much for being on the program. What's your website once again? Great to chat. Uh, we're online at techwrap.net. Thank you very much. Trent Gaddy's our program tech guy. We're coming up to the 10 o'clock news. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.